0: Well, fantastic news about Alpha. Yeah. Uh, just keep praying for that situation. I don't know what the theology is around, praying for somebody to receive the Holy Spirit when they're not even saved yet, but I, I just, you know, we'll just pray for them. Uh, let's just believe God's going to do a thing in, in, in his life. Um, oh, God's amazing, isn't he? Yeah. Um, I was just, I, I had to stop, I found it really hard to worship this morning because you, you lot were just intriguing me. I kept just turning around and looking around the room and thinking, Are these people from around the world. There are literally people from around the world, from every type, you can imagine, every, like just every continent's in this room. In this little, How do you wind up in Barnsley? And one of our guys that's studying as a student has just graduated yesterday, and he was sort of saying that, I knew nothing about Barnsley. And he came halfway around the world to study in Barnsley. <laughs> he said, the only thing I knew about Barnsley, it probably had a football club. That was the only thing he knew about Barnsley. And I uh, just ran all over, it was, it was Great, and he's, he's just graduated, he's hoping to come back and study here, but just, just wow. Yeah. Yeah. God has a purpose for Barnsley, and we're in it. We're a part of that. God has a purpose for his people. Uh, that makes me happy. Uh, today I want to talk about being happy. Who would like to be happy? <coughs> oh, come on, we want to be happy. Oh, no, you've thrown me. You always sit there. Oh, you've thrown me. Um, Oh, this is like a proper church. People don't have the same seats every week. Who sat in the seat they were sat in last week? Repent. (laughs) Everybody else is sat in a different seat. (laughs) I want to be happy. I, I just... Ah, I I just love the concept of being happy. This series I'm going to start is just a brief series up to Christmas, because Christmas is coming. I've got a... Oh, that's just made me very happy. I've just spotted you, so I feel really happy now. This is Linda. Everybody will point at Linda and look at Linda. Linda's the most amazing woman. Um, You've heard me mention before, and you you wouldn't have me here if it wasn't for Linda and Terry. So here's the deal. You either don't like her now, or you think she's amazing. (laughs) Um... I want to talk about being happy because Christmas is coming and Christmas is very, very exciting for me. Um, I finally get to be able to sing the Christmas carols I've been singing around the house all year out in public and nobody minds. How brilliant is that? Soon it will be Muppet Christmas Carol Day. That's the 1st of December, where most of this church now stops at home and watches Muppet Christmas Carol. If it falls on a Sunday this year, there's a good chance we'll be watching it on a Sunday morning. Um, It's on a Saturday next year then, um, that's a promise, I if, it, if it falls on a Sunday, I will preach about the Muppet Christmas Carol, alright, is that the deal, again. we're in, again, just for a novelty, I want to talk about being happy, and I just want to ask a question, what makes you happy, Play guitar. playing guitar makes you happy, the uh, oh, we did the pre- Man, win the man oh. United win the Premier League, boy you've had a lot of happy times in your life, well done, man. anybody else? Being here with this amazing, oh, oh, come on, oh, oh tear. <laughs> Anybody else? What makes you happy? Chocolate. Chocolate. Day, off Day off work. Holidays. Holidays. <laughs> Even though that makes you happy. <laughs> you are also, you're also, you're getting very tight, cast you a lot now. What else makes you happy? Barnes are winning League One. No, that's miracles not happy, mate. <laughs> Any... Family make you happy. God makes you happy. You are all so much better people than me. I'm thinking motorcycle, new car. I'm, just, I'm going through all this list of things I want. Actually, but you, you are better. You're better than me. It comes down to our vision. Happy comes down to a vision for our lives. That's what I want to suggest. I want to, take, I want to begin to, to help us to think beyond happy beyond happy. Um, it comes down to vision for our own plan or God's plan. I've got all sorts of ideas of things that will make me happy. Um, chocolate. Chocolate gives you that nice warm chemical happy feeling and of course it gives you heart disease and kills you fairly quickly as well, just as a comment. So there's a downside to, to, to the momentary happy I've said a few times recently, I think as a church, we're entering into a period of change and a shift. You just kind of feel it, that there's a, a reassessment, and each one of us has to reassess where we are in God. We have to look again. You know, what, what, am I, what is this? What am I connecting to? What is God doing? Where is he taking me? What is God's purpose over my life? What is his plan for my life? And it's not just about if we're wrapped up in just being happy with that, it'll become about what we've got or what we need or what we do. But it has to be where we began this morning. I didn't know we were going to have a word about identity. Our identity has to be wrapped up in Christ because that's, that's where we are. That's what we are. That's our priority. And that's bigger than happy. So I want to explore that and just, just pull that apart a little bit this morning, this introductory session. So if it's a bit rambly, don't worry. And at the end, I just want us, want us to do something because I've been watching all sorts of things on, online. People have been sending me things to watch on YouTube about what God is doing and, and what they'd like to happen here. I want to tell you something. In this church, we can pro- proclaim the good news of God. We can proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. Um, The most powerful word is not to name our enemy, but to name our Lord. And we're going to be people that name the Lord. We're going to be people that name Jesus Christ for who He is. And I want to dig down into that of these next few sessions that I do as we move towards being happy, because God invested everything in Christ. as we move to that season where we celebrate, I can't believe it's November, I keep mentioning Christmas, I do apologize. I want us to get hold of something bigger than happy. We're entering a new season. I'm gonna be addressing it more and more because I think our future depends on it. We've got to get hold of what God is saying to us as a church. Um, you know, it's all right, we've we've done this big move. We said you know, we either stay nice in our nice old building or we do this outrageous and step into this new place that we can't really afford, but hey, we'll need God to do something miraculous. Well, we're in it now, and I've got to tell you, the finance group met on Wednesday night. We need God to do something miraculous. And he will. I, I just don't doubt it. Because even Wesley was able to say over Barnsley, surely God will have a people here. As he was chased out of the town, as people threw call at him, surely God will have a people here. Surely God will have a people here. And each of us have individual things in our lives that we want to fix, we want to see right, where we want to be happy. There are things we want to change and things we want to alter, things that upset us and things that make us celebrate, things that make us cry, things that make us laugh. I want to explore some of those things. But what I do want to say to you is, what if the solution to our situation isn't complicated, isn't a brand new strategy, but a simple shift from our perspective to a God perspective over our lives? So often we look at it from our perspective. So often we kind of laid on the floor looking up at everything. What if we're the Lord looking over everything? What if we understand the Lord is looking over our lives? Looking over our individual lives, but looking over our corporate lives. Suddenly everything changes. See, the blessed culture of this church is not being about us, but about those still to come. About those that we don't even know yet. Those people in the streets that aren't saved. The blessed nature of this church is understanding that Gary on our front doorstep when I got talking to him this morning is talking about his eternity talking about his salvation talking about his need to be back in church maybe to be back at Battelle and it's going to be a hard, hard journey for him so when we've got an addict sat on our front step he's already beginning to engage with God what if he's your new pastor? that went quiet, didn't it? (laughs) Tumbleweed, I want a microphone so I can go like that. Can can I have an old microphone so I can occasionally drop one? Thank you for that. We're not done with the one one. you've not burnt out the one you've got yet. You know what? The Lord can do miracles like that. What if Gary on our front doorstep that we're getting to know that won't come in because he doesn't want to embarrass us? pray, pray for him. Pray for him. What if God does such a mighty work in his life? Because I know Christ will be sat with him now the least and the last and the lost, he will be sat with him. What if God can have a breakthrough in his life so that he's so filled and excited by who the Lord is, that he's had a taste of before, so filled with the Holy Spirit that he just can't help himself, that he disciples and grows and leads others to Christ. You know, God is in the business of redeeming people. And I absolutely believe for that guy's soul. In fact, I am praying for him. Let's believe for him. I I tell you what, why don't we just pray for him now? Is that all right? Then we can say to him when we leave, we were praying for you this morning. Is that all right? Um, if you can stand, if you want to stand, do stand. Let's, I'm just going to lead you in prayer for that. Gary. Gary was beaming in Betel. Barry was being in the church at, at alive in the Acts work down there. Lord, we pray for Gary right now. Lord, that man sat on our step while we're in here in the warm, about to drink lots of coffee and eat far too many biscuits. Lord, while we're in your presence, he sat on the doorstep, on the edge of what he knows to be good. He's experienced you before. He's walked with you before. Lord, we pray for him now. We pray for his soul. We pray for his heart, for his strength, for his mind. We pray, Lord, that you would touch his life and that he would know that we love him. It's not about what he looks like or smells like or talks like, what he's done or where he's been. It's about the fact that you loved him first and we love him. Lord, we want to pray that you give us wisdom to speak into his life. Like the woman by the well, Jesus, you were able to speak into her life and open the door. Lord, we pray that we can speak into his life and open the door so he goes and tells every person he meets, those people there know Jesus Christ. They know about salvation. They know about eternity. Lord, would you bless him. Would you keep him physically warm, physically safe, physically protected, and give him an encounter with you. And help us to work out just how we serve him. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please take your seats. So what if the solution to this situation isn't complicated? It's a brand new strategy, but a simple shift from our perspective to a God perspective. The blessing culture of this church has not been about us, but about people still to come like Gary. Trouble hits when it's us. Blessing flows when it's about others. When it becomes about us, I guarantee you it will be trouble. When it becomes about others, I guarantee it will release blessing. So here's the bad news. God does not want me to be happy all the time. He wants me to be more than happy. He wants me to be blessed. But I'm now going to put that into context. Okay? It may surprise you, but God's number one concern is not my immediate happiness. But I was told if I became a Christian, God would make me happy and give me a swimming pool. Collins English Dictionary says this, it's the first part. Someone who is happy has feelings of pleasure, usually because something nice has happened. I don't know about you, I don't think that's a good description of the presence of God. I think God is so much more than pleasurably nice when it happens. There's something so much bigger than happy in God. And so then I read these verses from Scripture. I've told you these things from John chapter 16. I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. Yay! But take heart. I have overcome the world. Put your hand up if you've ever known trouble in your life. If you didn't put your hand up. Anybody put your hand up if you didn't put your hand up first time. Now I want you to see this. You know when you think you're the only one that faces stuff. Everybody else's life is blessed and per- Everybody put their hand up. Every person put their hand up. We have faced trouble in this life. But I want to be happy. Oh, it's 11 o'clock. Well done, Joel. Yeah, we're just going to take a moment, if that's all right. We're just going to take a, a minute just for, for this. So, um, let, let's please stand again. Sorry, I've got you up and down this morning, but it's just 11 o'clock. We're just going to take a moment. I just want to remind you that the world still needs peace. We're marking a day where 20 million military and civilians died. We mark that. Lord, we pray for our world that is so broken, and we pray to you because you're our Prince of Peace, and we pray that our world would know peace. Pray for every Christian dotted around the world in positions of influence or power or just people in the street, Christians in war zones, and Lord, we pray that there will be salt and light in those situations. Pray for people like Alistair, as a military chaplain, that even today you would bless him. You would give him inspired words, inspired conversations. Lord as a world we've learned virtually nothing but you have still loved us and you do love us and will love us and so we pray for our world Lord pray for our town pray for those marking this day today around this nation and the nations that we would have a glimpse of the Prince of Peace Lord our world is lost without you but you have done everything to redeem it so we stand before you now and pray for your peace Amen. 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 Please take your seats. I'm not going to say any more because I, I don't want to risk being political. But our world is no times of trouble. Our world is troubled. Uh, it is not a happy place. But take heart, Christ says, I have overcome the world. Yeah. But no, I don't want to hear the trouble bit. I just wanna I, I wanna do you know why I like holidays? On holiday, I can be in a bubble. Has anybody done the holiday thing? Me and Paul get this. You know when you lay by a pool, and you've got some music on, or a good book, or a quiz, and the world is perfect, and everything is distant, and you're in a bubble. But even while you're laying there, in your heart, you actually know this isn't real. It's brilliant, but it's not real. But I only want that feeling. I want to create a happy bubble. I want to create a happy feeling. I don't want there to be any conflict or I don't want there to be any challenge. I don't want there to be times of loss or times of need. For us as a family, this year there's been a time of loss and change and all sorts of stuff that's that's been happening. And and last year we said we can't wait for 2018, and this year we've all been saying can't wait for 2019. Oh, I'm so worried about what twenty nineteen might bring now. Because I just want happy. This is what it says in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 to 4. I'm going to read it in the New International Version and immediately in the message to make it more accessible. For the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. They want to live in a bubble to try and find happy. This is what it says, the message. You're going to find that there will be times when people have no stomach for solid teaching, but will fill up on spiritual junk food, catchy opinions that tickle their fancy. They'll turn their backs on truth and chase mirages. But you, keep your eye on what you're doing. Accept the hard times along with the good. Keep the message alive. Do a thorough good job as God's servant. Sometimes we treat God like a vending machine. But God is... (laughs) God is not supposed to serve us. We are supposed to serve him. We don't put a kind of worship song in and get a blessing back. We serve him. At college, we had a vending machine. And we worked out on this vending machine. If you put your money in, and the button for the chocolate bar you wanted, at the same time as you pressed the coin return, which meant you got to go like that, guess what happened? Your chocolate came out as your money was returned. It was brilliant. You could only do it so many times, and somebody would come along and put their money in, press a button, and they'd get something empty. But that was all right. You got your money in a chocolate bar. This wasn't Bible college. (laughs) This was was Shirecliffe College, not Bible college. There are times when we try to do that with God. We think we've paid the price and we want the blessing out, but if we get it just right, there is no price to pay and we can still grab the blessing. We can want the blessing, but try to avoid paying the cost of living the Christian life. That's the challenge. That's the happy moment when we think we've achieved that. A possession without price. But that's a thing, it's not a place. Happiness is a thing. Blessing is a place. We can't shortcut or buy our own, by our effort, God's presence. God doesn't want me happy when it causes me to sin. He wants me blessed in His presence. It says in One Peter chapter uh, 1, verse 15, "But just as, he, just as He who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do." Romans 6, 1-2, Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means we died to sin. How can we live it any longer? See, there is a cost. There is a change that has to take place in our lives as Christians. We have to live differently. When my friends got the free chocolate, they looked very happy with themselves. Food at no cost. Doesn't make it right, however much they laughed and thought they'd won. By the way, the manager added the cost of the missing chocolate up, charged all of the apprentices for said missing chocolate, and removed the chocolate machine from the canteen. They were happy for a moment. They still paid a cost, but any blessing they had was removed. Church, we can't shortcut God. We can't shortcut God. We have to give ourselves. Here I am, Lord, wholly available this is, this is my, my living sacrifice. This is who I am. I give it to you, Lord. There will be a cost in that. There will be a change in the way we live, a change in the way we talk, a change in the way we think. There will be a price to pay for that. There will be a shift in uh, uh, our use of time, a shift in our relationships. There will be a change in who we are when we give this to God, but we find a place of blessing in that, which is so much bigger than happy. So much bigger. See, our serving, our giving, our going, our doing, they need to belong to God. Who we are called to be isn't driven by our circumstances or our getting something for free, but our identity in Christ. Our identity in Christ is everything. It says in Ecclesiastes 7.14, when times are good, be happy. Yay! Bible says we can be happy. But when times are bad, consider this, God has made the one as well as the other. Therefore, no one can discover anything about their future. Ecclesiastes 7.14. Don't you love those kind of wisdom bits in the Old Testament? Just when you're feeling good, you read the Old Testament. We can't base our future on the state of our current emotions. We cannot live on our emotions. Being happy for a moment. I can't base the entire rest of my life because it's warm in Tenerife and it feels good by the pool. Drinking sangria. That is not the rest of them. I'm sorry, Paul. I know that's just that's shattering, isn't it? You and me together. It hurts to say it, but it's the truth. We can't base our future on the state of our current happiness. Because what if we're not happy? What if we're the person living in a place of need? What if we're the person on the front doorstep? Do we write off Gary on the front doorstep because he's currently not anticipating being on holiday by a pool drinking sangria? Well, I probably would anticipate that. Um, do we write him off? No. Because God has plans and purpose Bigger than our current experience We can't know about our future Given our emotions today We have got to be bigger than emotions We've got to be bigger than happy We've got to know what it is to walk in God's presence Because that's a place of blessing Because happiness is owning a thing Blessing Is a place The presence of God Times are good, it says So God has a great future for me Times are bad, so I've given up on my future no, God has plans, purpo- plans and purpose for you. Plans to prosper you, to bless you, not to harm you. So obviously, it's nonsense to base our life on our emotions. It, well, this is why scripture says, "Guard your heart." Yeah. Guard your heart, because your heart does these weird things. Guard your heart. Obviously, it's nonsense to just respond to just a heart emotional thing. We try hard in public; our emotions rule our actions. You imagine um, how we're seen. Becomes everything to us. Do people like me? Do they not like me? Do I like the way I sing? Do I like the way I dress? Do I like the way I talk? It's not about that. We are precious to God. We should walk in that. Because the prodigal son thinking creeps in otherwise. We start second guessing God. And we want our inheritance now so we can go and spend it and party and be happy. And prodigal sons waste everything. But the amazing thing is the prodigal son, when he leaves, when he comes back to the father, he finds his place and his presence of blessing. He's had the possessions that made him happy, but the presence of his father was a blessing, and he was restored to who he should be. Church, I want to tell you this morning, God wants you to be in a place of blessing. He wants you to own a place of blessing, his presence, and we're going to pray blessings over one another at the end of this service. Um, We have an identity. See, in the secular world, we become obsessed with things like a new job, a better car, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, both. Holiday, promotion, winning, having something, recognition, validation from others. All of these things are the things that apparently if we have and can get will make us successful and happy. Has anybody got any of those things? Anybody here ever had a new job? Did your happiness last forever? Oh, okay, put your hands down, that's disappointed. Anybody here got a new car? Come on, are you happy now? Oh, that's disappointing. Anybody here got a new boyfriend or girlfriend? Okay. Anybody here liking your boyfriend or girlfriend? Okay. Anybody here going on holiday? I was going to say anybody on holiday, but of course that's not okay. Anybody here got a promotion at work recently? Come on, promotions. This is amazing. Anybody here won something recently? Okay. Anybody, has anybody got recognition for how well they're doing at something? You guys that got promoted got recognition, didn't you? Amazing. Anybody, does anybody here feel validated by other people? Neil does. <laughs> These are the things that people say we need to make us happy. I just want to tell us something. God never intended for us to live life on our own without his help. That is the difference between having a faith and living by faith. Stepping into our plans or being risk takers who stepping into all God has planned for our lives and being blessed. That's who we're called to be. That's who we're called to be risk takers. The word blessed that is generally used in the New Testament, blessed, your your logia in the Greek means more than blessed. It means supremely blessed. It means not just fair, but fairest of the fair. It means not just life, but life in abundance. It means whatever you've got, it's the kind of superlative of. So if times are good in God, it's effectively saying they're the goodest in God. If there's a presence of God, there's a most presency presence of God than presence of God. It's that kind of with bells on. That's what blessed means in the New Testament in the Greek. So if you were to say, if I were to say of Julie, she's the fairest woman I know. It's, she's the fairest of the fair. So you gather all the fair-looking women in the world. and What kind of word is fair? <laughs> You're the fairest of the fair and all that. She, like, it's that kind of with bells on. God wants to give his life with bells on. Yeah. That's what blessing looks like if anybody turns up next week with bells on their shoes or Listen to what Paul the Apostle wrote. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Philippians 4, verse 12, 13. Just a minute, where's Happy in that? So he's known what is to have everything, he's not what is to have nothing. He's known. The extremes of life, and yet somehow in this, in Christ, you have strength. Because blessing is in the presence of God. It's a place. It is not his physical circumstances. It is in the presence of God. It's a place. It's not a possession. It's a presence of God. When someone is asked, are you blessed? What do people usually say? Usually they talk about material things. Um, You pull up in a new car. Wow, it's a amazing new car. I am blessed. The trouble is with that, that's just a cop-out. Because what that actually says is, I am blessed. That's an old car you're driving. You are not blessed. You do understand this, don't you? I can't tell you the number of times it's been pointed out to me that I'm not blessed by somebody that is currently being blessed. They've never actually said it, but that's the implication. Wow, you're going in holiday anywhere. Yeah, I'm blessed. I know people have never been on holiday. I've got to tell you, God is not cursing them. Their circumstances are different. And their blessing can be in the presence of God. Here's what I want to say. I have a new car. You are so lucky. It's a different kind of thing to bless. God may well have have given you that for purpose, for reason. But do you know what? Don't think that's your blessing. It's a thing. You can be the richest man. What what does it gain a man if he he gains a whole world but loses his soul? Our blessing has got to be the presence of God. Are you blessed? What do people really usually say? They talk about titles, possessions, material things, personal objectives, the plan for their life. We must not translate our blessing from God into a secular setting. See, we are a people that are supernatural. We are born again from above. We are Holy Spirit people. That's what Scripture says. We belong to Christ. We are no longer of this world. We are in it. So let's not measure ourselves by the standards of this world. We mustn't translate blessing into a secular setting. Blessing in a secular setting is not our title, our job, our possessions, our building, our having, our recognition, or our validation. It is in the presence of Jesus Christ. The outpouring of his Holy Spirit. The Lord is looking to so much more than just things. Who is blessed? Let me read this to you from Matthew chapter 5. Um, it's from the Beatitudes. It's from the message version. You're blessed when you're at the end of your rope. With less, with less of you, there is more of God and His rule. You're blessed when you feel you've lost what is most dear to you. Only then can you, embra- can, be, can you be embraced by the one most dear to you. You're blessed when you're content with just who you are. No more, no less. That's the moment you find yourselves proud owners of everything that can't be bought. You're blessed when you've worked up a good appetite for God. He's food and drinking, the best meal you'll ever eat. You're blessed when you care at the moment of being careful. You find yourselves cared for. You're blessed when you get your inside world, when you get your inside world, your mind and your heart put right. Then you can see God in the outside world. You're blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete or fight. That's when you discover who you really are and your place in God's family. You're blessed when your commitment to God provokes persecution. It drives you further into His kingdom. Did you, know what, did you see what blessing wasn't in any of those things? It wasn't a single title or material thing. It was the presence of God. It's the presence of God. That's where blessing is. Look, there is nothing wrong in owning something. There's nothing wrong in having something. But that is not where our blessing comes from. Our blessing can only be in the presence of God. Anything he gives us is temporary and needs to serve him and be given back to him. Love them and enjoy them. It's great to have things, but you know what? The presence of God presence of God if you pursue your plan for happiness you'll miss God, if you pursue your heart you'll find He plans your blessings delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart, but seek first His kingdom and His righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well, oh we used to sing a song I didn't say we got to sing the song, I said we used to sing a song seek ye first the kingdom of God and all that, yeah Um, on a twelve-string guitar. <laughs> yeah, I thought, am I right? I'm right. Wow, back in the olden days, the desire of our heart, <laughs> the desire of our heart is, of course, the Lord. He's our desire. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. You know, it's about seeking the kingdom of God. It's about seeking His presence. It's about being His place. Church, this morning, we need to be those people that can seek His presence. You know, we have lives to live. You've got Monday mornings to face. You need the presence of God. Some of you are parents. You need the presence of God. Some of you want to be parents. You need the presence of God. Some of you are facing immigration issues. You need the presence of God. Some of you are p- facing bills you can't pay. You need the presence of God. Some of you are facing all sorts of emotional challenges. You need the presence of God. Some of you have got mental health issues. You need the presence of God. Some of you got physical ailments. You need the presence of God. That's the type of blessing we need. There's a guy in the New Testament, I'm going to refer to him as Simon the Wizard, I think he's a Simon the Sorcerer, and he, he, he becomes, a, <laughs> this wizard becomes a Christian, I'm going to, for sake of time, I'm just going to tell you the story. Lots of, he's really famous in this town, and he goes around doing kind of, I don't know, wizardy things, um, it's, all, it's like sleight of hand stuff I assume, so. and the church come and lots of people get saved. And Simon gets saved as well and becomes a Christian and gets baptized. And then there is some, some, the apostles send some more disciples to pray for these people, that they would lay hands on them and receive the Holy Spirit. So, yes, those of you with theological issues, the Holy Spirit can come afterwards. Okay, so they pray for the Holy Spirit to come on them. And when Simon sees that the Holy Spirit is landing on his he oh, I want some of that. How much can I pay you so I've got that skill? So the Holy Spirit can be on people. That's because I'm like, I, listen, I, I know I how to do the whole Kundrin Act thing. I'd be great at that if you just show me how. What he wanted was a gift. What he wanted was a skill. What he wanted was to impress people. What he wanted was to validate himself in that situation. What he hadn't realized is he simply needed the presence of God. He needed the blessing of the presence of God. You cannot buy that. You cannot own that. It is a free gift from God. It is a place we walk into. It's a place we are received. Whatever we delight in, there our treasure will also be. See, he delighted in impressing people. We've got to delight ourselves in God. We may all attend the same event, but experience a different presence. It's about where our heart is. You see, Simon was in a place in this story where lots of people were being filled with the Holy Spirit and were being saved and being baptized. And all he saw wasn't the blessing of God, but an opportunity, effectively a business opportunity. Church, same experience, same meeting, same gathering, different experience. Church, let's be sure that we're pursuing the blessing of God first in our lives, the blessing of God. When we come to church, when we gather this way, we must gather to be in the presence of God. We don't gather to do business. We don't gather to impress people. We don't gather to do anything other than to be in the presence of God. The church is a sacred gathering. Gathering every Sunday here and at other times of the week. The name of Jesus, we, we gather in the name of Jesus to hear the word of God. And we can have our imagination shaped by love, truth, compassion, relationships. The presence of the Holy Spirit. Romans says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I can't think of a better place to have my mind renewed than in the presence of God. Than in the presence of God by the work of His Holy Spirit. That's the God perspective of our gathering. When we gather in habit for the Lord our enemy feels safe. When we gather in honor of the Lord, our enemy feels fear. Do you get that? Yeah. When we gather out of habit, our enemy is completely safe. When we gather to honor God, our enemy is insecure and is fearful because then we're in the presence of God. Let's have the band back up because I've run out of time. And if you've parked in Morrisons, you'll be running out of time soon as well. And I want you to have coffee. Risking God's plan for us over our plan, over our plan for us is a risk worth taking. It's called faith. Good things now or God's best later is about our heart's vision. I know that I love the church, but I don't know most of the church yet because they're not even saved. Do you get that? I love this church, but what excites me is I don't know most of it yet because there aren't enough of us. I saw this amazing, wonderful um, piece of research last night at the event I was at. And secular researchers have discovered this thing, that if 10% of a population believe with all their heart and are fully committed to something, the majority of the population believe it. And I just thought to myself, if 10% of Barnsley totally, totally committed and believed with all their heart, in Jesus Christ what a blessing that would be and I want to tell you how possible that is anybody believe that's possible let's take Central Barnsley about 100,000 people so we need 10,000 people I want to tell you you know where I'm going to go with this don't you in our old building when it peaked out there were 1,000 people met in that church when Barnsley Town Centre population was 10,000 they reached 10% they tithed themselves to God church I just want to believe for a thousand people in this, in this place why is that wrong why is that outrageous why is that greedy why is that silly why is that impossible I think sometimes we forget that we're in the presence of God sometimes we forget that there's something so much bigger than we are sometimes when we face our situations our, you know those things are listed everything from immigration to mental health to physical issues to job needs to all these challenges that we face sometimes in the midst of those things that we face we forget that we're in the presence of God and right now we need to be in the presence of God to receive his blessing right now we need to receive that blessing because then we can start to have a vision for salvation then what God is doing in here can begin to spill out outside can become our normal everyday life can become our Monday morning see the blessed culture of this church won't be about us but about those still to come that's blessing that's bigger than happy and bigger than having that's blessing that makes us go so I'm going to simply ask this morning who is ready to step into blessing I'm massively run out of time and underestimated this sorry for rushing it but to be culture carriers who wants to be a culture carrier of blessing this morning because here's here's what I want to do I'm going to list some things and if you're comfortable with this the the band are going to sing over us in a minute but I just want to read that blessing from numbers over us and if you want to you can come forward for prayer And when we pray we're going to just pray this blessing from numbers over you um it might even be up there, yeah. See, if I've said something that you need God's presence in this morning, just as I say it, just why, why don't you, why, why don't you have the courage? Is this all right for me to do this? Have the courage to stand up where you are. But here's the deal: everybody will see. Now I know that's hard for some of us, but here's the amazing thing: you will bless other people by having that courage. So I'm going to list a whole lot of things quickly so that if I say something that's a bit uncomfortable, people will just know you've stood up along a list of things. Okay? So I talked about things like mental health issues, immigration issues, financial issues, health issues, relationship issues. If if you've got those kind of things, I'm just going to ask you to stand up. We're, We're just going to pray God's blessing into your situation. So if you've got health issues, mental health issues, if you've got physical needs, if you're grieving, if you're challenged by your future, if you've got bills you can't pay, if you've got questions over your future, we want to pray God's blessing on you. If you're near to them now, why don't you just reach your hand out to them. Maybe if you're close enough to them, just rest your hand on them. And we just want to simply say to you, in your circumstance, because this is what we're praying right now, in your circumstance, we are praying for the presence of God and his blessing, which is so much more than just physical. We're praying, in a sense, for life with bells on. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. See, this morning I don't want to proclaim the breaking of curses over your life. I want to proclaim the blessing of God over your life. So I'm going to read this one more time. The band are going to lead us in worship. You can join us. If you still want to receive a personal blessing, one of our leadership team will come and lay hands on you and simply pray this blessing on your life and your personal situation. that's fine to come and stand at the front if you want that. But the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face towards you and give you peace. Because that is bigger than happy. So let's worship God together. If you want to receive personal prayer, we're going to be here at the leash. We'll come pray for you at the front. If you want to receive more of the Holy Spirit, we're going to pray for you at the front. But right now, let's worship God and be in His presence.